Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, beer companies there as well. 
Uh, the, the setup was very nice, packed, as far as uh, from what one of the uh, members um, from the chapter told me, they printed up 500 tickets, and they sold all 500 tickets. Wow. So, good event, great event. She said this is their um, biggest event that they do every year, and uh, this is something that they're going to continue to do. They're, they're going to try to pull in more vendors next year. I think they had like 18 vendors this year that came through and showcased their food and uh, their drink items and things like that. So it was very well put together, very professional, nice, classic event. You know, a, a nice event that you want to, uh, you know, take your spouse or your loved one to just to sit back and relax and listen to some good music. They had a good band that played um, jazz all the way to, you know, R&B, you know, hit as well too. And they also did their own original songs, but very, very nice setup. Very nice setup. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what, what about any vendors out there that may be listening to us right now? Can, is there any way they can get in contact with the guys, or how they go about it? They want to participate next year. Or they have um, for, well, for one, you would need to, um, if you're on Facebook, you will um, type in the Huntsville Alumni Chapter, and uh, it will come up Huntsville Alumni Alabama. Click on their page and then go in there and actually put your information in. I'm pretty sure somebody will actually get in contact with you on that particular uh, impression. Also, if you're close by the Huntsville area, uh, you can also go on the Alabama A&M campus and uh, speak to anybody who is, you know, a member of the fraternity of uh, Kappa Epsilon campus. And they can actually inform you of somebody that um, that you can get in contact with. Now, I know a person was a part of that particular chapter and I don't know if he would want me to give his information out over the air but uh, the best thing for you to do is actually you, you can probably well you can uh, specifically Google the Huntsville Alumni Chapter of Alabama and uh, you should be able to pull up their information and also the Taste of Kappa event you should be able to pull up that information and see that event on there and um, and, and contact those personnel if you want to be involved next year for the event so it's a good event good way to get your information out there your product out there because there's a lot of people in there like I said they printed up 500 tickets and they sold every last one of them and the guy was saying that they probably could have printed up more tickets and could have had more people in there but due to where the venue was they wanted to do 500 so make sure everybody was comfortable inside the building so but well 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 organized event I was very impressed. Hey, I missed it, man. I would love to have gotten the chance to check that out, man. Yeah, most definitely. They had some good hot wings that you probably would have want to take home with you, man. Yeah, I I wish you would have brought me something back, you know. Hey, man. Kind of cool. I'm just letting you know. It was good. It was great. My fault. Most definitely, most definitely, man. What, what else? What's been going on outside of that, man? What's been what else been going on, yo? Well, um, for one, you know, of course, we got a lot of things going on, um, you know, in the public. Uh, as far as with the case now, if you're not familiar with the case in Jackson, Mississippi, that was um, aired on CNN, where the um, two white males murdered. A, uh, a black male in Jackson, Mississippi, and it wasn't reported until a month later as far as uh, publicized on, mm-hmm. on a, a larger base. 
because the the actual uh, killing happened back then. You know, yeah, I really know. I heard about the hit anything until I guess you would say August, like early August, got national publicity. But there is a, uh, a African American lawyer who is actually pushing to uh, expand and and actually uh, recognize this uh, this incident. And I. I, I forgot his name. I apologize, but he's actually trying to get more exposure to this because this is something that uh, when I discussed it with our good friend Charlie Braxton, that we felt that the police department was trying to cover up. He's on the rack. Well, his name was James Craig Anderson. There we go. He was 49 years old. There we go. Appreciate that, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thank you. Yeah, James Craig Anderson and the two um, young white males were uh, Daryl Dedman Jr. and uh, John Aaron Rice. And John Aaron was only charged with simple assault, which I find that appalling. Right. Uh, have you? Did you see the video? I did not. They did have not a video, see. man, posted, man, where they show. They were scoping them out, man. They rolled down the street and uh, stopped at a particular store. I forgot the name of the store. Got together, said what they were going to do once they got off the highway when they came from the suburbs. So they, when they rolled by the first time, they saw him going out towards his car. So it was like, let's hurry up and let's go back and get him. They went back. They jumped on him, man. You could see him on the side of his car, man, where they were just going in throwing haymakers, man, just welling and stomping on him and, and everything, man. man. So... After they got finished, they, they some of them drove off in the first truck. And you can see the other guy in the white truck, the one that's going to be charged with murder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can see him, man. The guy's struggling, man, trying to get his, his, his bears together, man, walking back towards the hotel. Um, and he ran him over like a dog, man. Right. In my opinion, I don't care what they say, who their family is, who their family connected to. I don't give a damn. And excuse my language. They definitely need to charge every last one of them that was there. Just and like you once told me. If you and I were in the car and I went and robbed a bank, what would happen? You know what I'm saying? I'm the one robbing the bank and two other guys in the car. You know, two me and two other guys going to rob a bank. You just ride with us trying to get a ride home. You're going to jail too. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you mean to tell me that these kids are going to get away with simple assault and simple things of that nature, man, which I think that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Just if it was up to me, man, I, if they really wanted to go after somebody black, I would drop them off in the worst part of Jackson. Go ahead. Get right. to what you want. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those who don't think that racism and, you know, prejudice still occur, it still goes on. No, you can pull it up all the time on the internet. A lot of people are uh, saying that you know that's in the old day, that's in the past. We're not like that anymore. That's not the case. That is, you know, there's still a lot of hate crimes being uh, done out there. Uh, people are getting hurt. You know, just decapitated. The guy in Texas just recently got decapitated. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Guy in uh, Greenwood, Mississippi, got hung in jail. With a noose mm-hmm. They say he hung himself With a noose Really Right 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 So it still goes on people Still goes on uh, We can't progress fool until themselves until and, and if they want to believe That 
you know, we're, we're, we're so far removed from what it was 40 years ago, 50 years ago, you have you are sadly mistaken. We right. are not that far removed because the, the, the kids of those parents, they are adults, judges, police officers, and whatever else in this society. And they are right. still carrying the harboring that hatred their parents had for That's people right. of a skin color. That's skin right. Color. That's right. That's right. That's bad to say. Yeah, go ahead and stop before I get on my tirade, man. Let everybody know that just tuning in on and those that are listening on the internet what we're talking about today, because I will go off. I'm upset about well, today. That. Today, people, we're gonna you know address a few items of discussion dealing with um, what's going on in Washington D.C. and the government. Now, as far as there are a lot of agenda items that need to be addressed. The question is, do the public really understand what is really going on? Now, we we meaning the people. We're constantly thrown off of matters dealing with the war or uh, the job issues, the uh, unemployment rate, and how much money the, the economy is losing rather than focusing on how we can improve or fix these matters. Now, some of the questions which we're going to address today, um, we're going to try to keep it broad, but specific to what we want you all to respond to. Now, are we purposely guided by the government and the media focused on non-agenda items. Do voters really understand the power of a vote? This is a common question, but do we do voters really understand the power of it? Now, with those who are not educated on government issues, how much effect does that have on their perception of government? Do people really understand racism versus classification or classism? And what can be done for the majority, which are the poor and working class, to finally be heard by the government? We're going to get into all those questions today. We want to make sure you all get your voice uh, out there and to be heard. If you have any uh, questions or concerns or matters that you want to discuss, make sure you dial 718-508-9972. If you're on the chat board, place your comments there. We'll definitely get to them. If you're still on Facebook, and you're on the Middleman Talk Show page, place your comments there. We'll definitely get those comments out to the public as well. Well, we really want to hear what you all have to feel about today. Of course, Kevin and I have been talking about this for a while, and also um, our other two co-hosts who are not here today. Uh, we've been discussing this particular topic for a while. But we really want to hear what you, meaning the public, have to say about the miseducation of Washington. So, um, Kevin, you want to go into the first song of the day? All right, if you're just tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show, we uh, try to play some records that are normally uh, catered towards the topic of the day. And like today, as I said, we are talking about Washington, D.C. Um, there are some things that's going on in Washington right now with our president, and he's taking a vacation, and everybody losing their doggone mind. I don't care for that. You know, that's stupid. You should be able to take a vacation. So what I'm going to do, this show right here, we're going to dedicate this first record to our president. Barack Hussein Obama. Y'all check this out. Y'all done heard it a couple of times, but it's, it's going down. It's our man Nafia. You listen to the Middleman Talk Show on Blog Talk Radio. Here we go. They said this day would never come. They said our sights were set too high. They said this country was too divided too disillusioned to ever come together around a common purpose. They said, they said, no one seems to have a sick, we ain't great to have a black president. 
coincides with why we entitled today's subject the miseducation of Washington. Um, so some of the questions which we're going to discuss today is are we purposely guided by the government and the media to focus on non-agenda items? Do voters really understand the power of a vote? And with those who are not educated on government issues, how much effect does that have on their perception of the government? And also, do people understand racism and classism or class or classification? And what can be done by the majority, which are the poor and working class, to finally be heard by the government? Um, so we want to make sure you all get your comments out there and what you all want to say. Make sure you dial 718 Uh So we'll get into the first part of the segment of today's show. Um, as far as are we purposely guided by the government and the media to focus on non-agenda items? There are a lot of things that uh, we as the people are unaware of because they're not presented to us publicly. There's a lot of things that we... Um, that we need to be aware of that we don't have no control of because uh-huh. it's not put out there for us. You have people who are um, in that particular realm of government that puts the information out there. How much does that information travel? Who does that travel to? Do the normal, you know, natural person walking on the street know the same thing as far as that next person? Obviously uh-huh. not. Obviously not. No, Kevin. How do how do you feel about that? I mean, how do you feel about um, certain things within the government and certain issues that they are actually working on? We don't know about. We just hear about it after the fact. Well, I mean, just like a household with parents, man, and children. Children don't know every facet of of what goes on in the inner working of the house, but they should be privy to the information because it does directly affect them. That's um, right. Just like we as the American citizens, we are. It is of our own responsibility to educate ourselves on what's going on with the with the government, but the general population, man, um, we're not tuned in to that because we're focused on entertainment and sports and food and everything else. You know what I mean? So yeah, the okay. actual, like you said, the actual average person, you ask them some of the things what's going on in the political realm, they're not going to even know how to converse with you on that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So. The bottom line is, man, we have to educate ourselves. And the church used to play a big role in this until they start getting uh, funds from the government, uh, tax breaks and whatnot. Um, right. But those were the former places that we as African Americans had the opportunity to uh, express ourselves from a political standpoint. But now, man, everything is just uh, Fox News, CNN, um, ABC, yeah. NBC. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the only place where we get our, our, our news from, and it's all... Right. Uh, filtered to a certain degree to lean left exactly. or right. Exactly. And, you know, to those who, who watch those channels, you can tell what's being presented and what's being left out. If you just really pay attention to what they're actually talking and, and how they put the information together on a actual news show. Um, and pretty much all of them show the same thing, but mm-hmm. they target, you know, certain specific people sometimes or a certain specific a phrase that somebody would say or a target audience. So you have to really just try to break everything down to what you need to hear and, and try to find out more information about. Uh, now, my question is with that, we have children out here that are growing up into, you know, this society as far as they're aging out of the teenage years, going into college, uh, trying to learn more as far as about being an adult. This mm-hmm. is affecting them. You know, because they don't know um, 
you know, like you have some that are not going to college. You have some that, you know, they're just going to go out there and work. Right. They don't understand. They don't know about these particular issues, how it's going to affect them in five to ten years from now. Well, they, they, go ahead. Well, I, I mean, I was going to let you finish your thought. Um, I mean, well, if you need to finish your thought, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, well, I was just going to say, you know, as far as uh, some of the issues that are going on, some of them are not aware that this, this, these things will affect them five to ten years from now. And and some of them are not really paying attention. Because I know when I was in high school, I paid attention to some things, but a lot of things that I should have been paying attention to, I didn't. Because mm-hmm. I was more focused on either going to school, you know, having fun with my friends, and just being out of high school. Right. So, some, you know... Thinking back when I was a 17 and a half, 18 year old about to graduate, you know, high school, I wasn't thinking about that and how, you know, some of the issues that was going on back then was going to affect me. I was thinking about that. Well, just even with that, you know, if if you can recall, and I'm just a little bit older than you, we Mm -hmm. were introduced to politics at an early age. Remember the, the, uh, uh, I'm only a bill. I'm just a bill. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of the particular. Um, it was on public broadcast, PBS. And mm-hmm. and right. the whole process of how our country operates and how the bills are are, are put together and who signs and what is Congress, what does the president do? These are things that we were introduced at a young age. Right, right now, um, as I said earlier, everything is from an entertainment base. Um, standpoint, and a lot of people, are, the kids are not going to be taught that because if you think about it, the dumber you are, the more they can yes. get away with. Yes. That's in anything in life. Yes. So if, if they want to take advantage of us, this is a prime opportunity. Change the con- uh, Constitution, change amend laws, and, and, and make things more difficult for us to poor. And, and mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people don't consider themselves poor, but if you look at that ratio between the rich and the poor, Look how much you make compared to the really wealthy. Mm-hmm. That's a large gap. You really gap. don't realize you poor. That's right. That's a large gap. And Kevin and I had, you know, had this discussion as far as um, working class and middle class and poor. And I'm thinking you brought up Kevin that like the middle class are making over a hundred thousand dollars. That's considered middle class yeah. now versus how it was back in the day. Yeah, so, because, um, that is a the large gap. The the numbers have you know there was some years ago you could be anywhere between sixty to a hundred thousand to be considered middle class. Now that's raised up to uh, like a hundred thousand, and I'm going to fact check that to make sure. Um, but if you know that's what the last numbers I heard. Right, right, right. Most definitely. Now as far as the non-agenda items um, that I feel like we really need to focus on is of course. Um, well, excuse me, not the non-agenda items, but the items uh, that need to be prioritized. I would say that we need to focus on this, of course, um, you know, creating more financially stable jobs, um, finding ways to decrease the national debt and also decrease um, the usage of student loans, because I feel like education should be free. Education was free until the, the 80s. Something like that, 70s or 80s, and you can go to college for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, due to uh, some of the government grants have been cut, and when I was in school, like like the Pell Grant just kept going down and down and down. 
So that made you want to get a loan for you to go to school. And then now, since they cut funding on all the educational aspects of it, they're making more money based off of student loans versus anything else. Right. Because you have more, you know, kids going to college now, the increase of um, freshmen as far as, well, my alma mater is uh, Mississippi State, and we got the, you know what I'm saying, the biggest class coming in, what came in this year, which is like over 4,000 freshmen. Right. Uh, so if you look at that, out of those 4,000 freshmen, if you break it down, it's probably maybe over 3,000 of them that are getting student loans. The rest right. of them are probably either uh, uh, exchange students or students on uh, scholarship or students on academic scholarships. Other than that, the majority of them are getting what? Student loans, which they will have to pay back. Mm-hmm. And that is another targeted area, you know, area that um, some of the government you know, officials and people who work for the uh, Federal Reserve Bank is using. Well, you know, the, the president did try to tackle that by adding more money towards the Pell Grant. And, you know, like I said, it right. is reduced, but, you know, they're also helping it, making it easier for you to go to a community college opposed to a four-year college, which a lot of people don't realize that uh, you can go yeah. to a four-year college, I mean, a, a, a junior college or, or, or one of the community colleges and get the same education you would at a four-year college. So. Right. And uh, to recap on what I was talking about as far as the uh, income levels in the home, the bottom 10% in this country make zero to $10,500 a year. The top 1% makes 350000 and up a year. Uh, so in the middle, um, you would be in a range of 77, well, I take it back, uh, 92000 and up. That's 20% yeah. of the nation. 25% of the nation only makes 77500 and up. So everything else is up. Now the middle, right. the middle is from 35 to 55. These are from the 2006 census. It's 2011. So think about what I just said. Mm. Think about That's what that, I just that, said. Right. Right. Household income That's a large gap. for a hundred thousand dollars. That's crazy, man. Over a hundred thousand dollars. Only twenty percent of us make over a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Man, but, that's that's crazy. You know, one of the things you were saying as far as some of the agendas that we need to tackle as far as with this country, you can say jobs, and they, they love to run around and ramp and rave about jobs, jobs, jobs. The thing about it, they're not telling people the truth, as we were talking about earlier with the media. NAFTA. NAFTA played a big part of where all these companies going overseas. We have more companies going to poor countries to get these people to yep. work for $1 a week. But they sit around here on these poverty tours. They sit around here on these bus tours. And, and all these different caucuses running around talking about we want to make jobs for our people. If you want to make jobs for us, make a law where these companies will get taxed the hell out of when they try to bring the goods and the products back into America, when you are an American-based company. Greed go, is a big part of this, man. There you go. There you go. And, for the, you know, like for ones who are on the level as far as, like, not really educated about that, they don't know that. They don't understand that. You know, like, because you have, you know, had a conversation with your coworkers, G, about these particular topics, mm-hmm. and and like from hearing what you discuss with them, it's like, okay, y'all in the same boat, y'all work for the same company, but you're still, you know, griping about that. You know, what I'm saying it's, it's, it's yep. amazing, it's amazing, and you know, as far as with the. Uh, 
the income rate. To be a successful household now, you have to have a dual income sometimes. A lot of times. Now, ain't no sometime in it. Now, majority of people in America do dual households. Uh, um, you know, their parents, both parents are working, man. Yeah. Most I don't know the percentile, but I know, I would guess that it would be a high percentile. Yes. Yes. And that's the only way. I mean, because, I mean, I've had talks with people and um, both parents are working and they're still struggling. They're mm-hmm. still trying to make ends meet. It's, I mean, it's getting rough. Um, jobs are getting scarce uh, due to different requirements because now, you know, to work at McDonald's, you got to have a high school diploma and you got to be able to use a computer to fill out the application. Yeah, I'm understand general music mathematics. Right. But and see, if you don't this, know how to do that, you, you, you're stuck. That's true. This goes back to one of the questions that we posed today. Do voters really understand the power of a vote? Mm-hmm. Um, really, when you think about it from that aspect, Al, the local, everybody pointing the finger yes. at President Obama. What is he doing? Yeah. What is he doing? Yeah. See, it all starts locally. And yes. locally are your mayors, your city council, uh, uh, your aldermen, or whatever the case may be. Then it goes from there to your rep, state representatives and your senators in your state right. and your Congress people in your state. Then you go up from Congress on up to the president. But see, a lot of stuff, what, what we let slip and pass us by, starts with the people at the bottom. We let these go. people sit up here and go from being a regular guy in the community as far as a local politician, and we just boost him up, boost him up. If he did nothing for the community back then, what you think he's going to do when he get in Washington? That's right. That's right. That's right. That is, that is the question. What do they do? The power of the vote starts with you on your local level. Um, I, I know some guys back home that ran for political office, and I think they had a genuine heart on what they could do and change in our community. But they didn't get the opportunity because, you know, they couldn't raise the money that other people raised. And a lot of people don't realize, man, you got to make a lot of money and raise a lot of money to run for politics now. There you go. There you go. It's a money game. Yep. Yep. It always boils back to the money. Because you can tell who actually is uh, a big recipient based off of what? Their size, their billboards. You know, how much you see their name out there. You know, and you have those who will be very fit for those positions who don't get that support, man. They don't. They don't have that support and backing. And like you said, it started at the local level. It starts at the local level. Yeah, that's true. You know, how can you change something major when you haven't even started from the ground up? You know, so it's all about who you vote in and it's all about what you do after you vote. You know, you can go up there and, you know, place your vote. But what are you going to do to make sure that whoever you vote for is doing what they said that they was going to do to receive your vote? You know, are, are you paying attention? Are you going to those council meetings? Are you going to those school board meetings? You know, you know, are you actually making a voice out there for those like you as well? So, you know, that's that's one thing you got to think about. I don't know if people really are focusing on that because back when, you know, President Obama got elected, you know, we had a vast majority of minority voters to come out. And then when they had the uh, relations as far as the Congress, there was a drop, a, a big drop. Yeah. And we're looking at now, it's probably going to be maybe the same thing. Like some of the same voters who voted for President Obama this time, probably won't vote for me. Well, see, this this is the thing about it, Al. Just you have all these pundits 
You have all mm-hmm. these different political machines making the statement where I'm hearing more blacks. Um, they're, they're so dis, just just really just disconnected with the president now. What there is he doing go. for black America? And, you know, I do respect people that say he is the president of America, not black America. I do respect that, that terminology. Um, right. But at the same time, I think a lot of African Americans don't realize that we have to approach him as we do every other president before him. And you have to have an agenda. You have to have uh, some type of game plan. But we as a people, the first thing we do is, well, he's supposed he's black and he should be down with us. And, and um, I can recall a, 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 the Boondock season three. Shout out to Aaron Magruder. The first one, when Riley was out there and they couldn't get to the inauguration and the police about to tase him and push him back. And he was like, save us, President Obama. That's how a lot of black people were thinking, right? Yep. With him. There you go. And that's not the fact of who this guy really is. There you go. And, and you know, like I said, with, with the whole miseducation and, and the reason why we say miseducation, a lot of people are not really truly understanding what his job is and the people around him um, when it comes to Congress and, and all the other politicians that, that you know, frequent Washington. Uh, right. I think we definitely need to step up our game and try to at least have general knowledge of what goes on in Washington. And you need to have a lot of knowledge of what goes on into your into your community. That's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. Good. Um, now, as far as this next, this next question, um, this has a lot of impact on our lower income areas. Um, some, of, some of our elderly who are, I guess you would say, uh, out of the loop of what's going on. But for those who are not educated on government issues, how much effect does that have on their perception of the government? Um, a lot of people go off hearsay, which is not a good thing to do if you don't go and do your research after you hear the hearsay. Mm-hmm. Some people just fall speculation and off what people say and just, and just run with it. It's like, you know, it really makes me upset and really makes me angry when I see, uh, you know, how Fox News do President Obama, how members of the Tea Party do President Obama, and how they try to um, clean up their remarks to make it to sound like that they really wasn't meaning that. You yeah. Know, uh, and it's it's crazy, especially about um, uh, one of the Tea Party members when uh, President Obama was at a city hall meeting um, this week um, talking about... Uh, Vice President Joe Biden called the Tea Party the terrorist. But basically, mm-hmm. what he was actually talking about, uh, as far as Vice President Joe Biden, was about some of the um, things that the, the Republican Tea Party members uh, wanted to enact uh, with the financial deficit was in relation to a type of terrorist type feel. He mm-hmm. wasn't calling them terrorists. It's just that the angle in which they were doing as far as it was going to hurt the economy, it was going to hurt the uh, the poor and the working class citizens, you know. Well, and, well, like like a lot of people that that you know that really pay attention to Washington, man. You know, true. A lot of Americans were fed up with what was going mm-hmm. on with this country. A lot of the Americans were like, man, I want I want change, and and they wasn't getting it. But see, they always try to point the finger at one. Um, just like I agree with Dancer uh, zero nine twenty four, all of DC is a bunch of crooks. I agree. Um, when you look at DC right now, these guys are not doing anything in the benefit of us, the people. We, the people. We are the people that pay their salaries. Matter of fact, 
everybody's complaining about President Obama with the health care and they want to call it quote-unquote Obamacare. The thing about it is, why does every politician in Washington, D.C. have the Cadillacs of health care? And we as the people out here have to scuffle, scribe, and hustle just to get All the time. help. You know what I mean? If you All don't even time. have insurance, what they do? Man, we'll patch you up. Go home. Right. As good as they do, but we as the people, we pay these people salary, and this is how they are, This is how they carry on with us. I think mm-hmm. it's amazing, man. All the time. And it's, you know, and as long as you mentioned, you know, you mentioned about the health care thing, um, this thing could have been resolved years ago. But um, you got to think about how some of the major private organizations who were funding some of these um, politicians, putting food in their ear and you know money in their pockets, um, preventing it because for one, it was going to hurt them. Right. That's what they're looking at. But see, the thing that, see, they have the right to, you know, uh, charge as much as they wanted to for a particular, uh, I guess you would say, uh, medical procedure or say that they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, you know, other candidates, like they don't deny anybody no medical, you know, procedure or mishap. Like you can go in there and just get whatever you need done and get it out the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, I, why can't we have that? You know, that's that's the question that is is continuously thrown out there. Why can't we have that? But the, the average have... the average person has that's misunderstanding the whole situation. Al, the first thing that they would think is that we as the people are paying for this. Yes, we right. are. We pay for everything. Everything. If you think about it, um, the top one percent of this country only pays fifteen percent in taxes. That's income tax. We as the bottom eighty five. 75%, you know, we're paying upwards to 15% plus the um, income tax, uh, the, 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 uh, the taxes that they add onto our check, payroll taxes right. and all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So either way it go, we're getting taxed, but it needs to be fair all the way across the board. I don't care what nobody say. If you if you work for me, you know what I'm saying, How? <laughs> you think about the jobs that you work for. Now, everybody that's listening to us right now, is your health care plan better than your boss? Mm. Is your mm. vacation plan better than your boss? Think about that. We're the boss, but everybody in Washington is living better than us. Everybody in Washington can take better vacations than us. Everybody right. in Washington, their life is probably better than us. You know, mm-hmm. they may they got their own problems and issues personally per se, but I mean overall, how we're living out here and how we're scuffling to have a job. And they're preventing people from having jobs. Like I said earlier, you sending companies overseas, and you're not fighting that. We got um, truckers from Mexico. They didn't open. Um, uh, they just slipped the bill in maybe a couple of weeks ago, where it allows them not to even really come through the checkpoints over here in America. You know, to get the trucks checked out, and you know they'll take it and give it to the American truck and let him drive it the rest of the way. Now Mexican drivers can drive from Mexico City all the way to Canada. So how much money is that taking out of the average trucker that could be making that wrap, that trip from the there bottom of the coast, I mean the uh, the, the, the uh, borders of uh, Canada and America all the way to Canada? Right. You know, there's you a lot of stuff going on, man, that they they throwing up under the radar, and, and they really not exactly. telling the people what's going on. Exactly, exactly. And see, that's another thing how I was bringing up earlier as far as 
with our teenagers who are aging out of their, you know, their teenage years into adulthood, they don't know that. They don't know that. Those are going to be the ones who are going to be trying to compete for those jobs. How are they going to get those jobs? Mm-hmm. You know, well, how are it, they going to improve their life structure? Squeeze a lemon and tell me how much juice you'll get out of it after the third time of squeezing. <laughs> right. You ain't getting nothing. Right. Right. That's right. why we're in a position where people are fighting over jobs now. People are, are are having to react a certain way with jobs. It's crazy, and, and I'm getting tired of them. What we need jobs, jobs, jobs. What are you gonna do about jobs? Matter of fact, you need to lose your job because we ain't got no job. How about that? There you go. There you go. Cause that's what I tell you, man. Them, them uh, politicians over in Congress, they millionaires are supposed to be millionaires by now. Yeah. Of you know. Of what they're receiving from their private, you know, stockholders and all of that. So they got it. They can chill at home. But what they're exactly. doing is, like, like Kevin said, it's all about being greedy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I actually saw a uh, a video clip on the internet last week. A homeless man with two master degrees. He has one MBA and he had another degree in uh, like political science or something like that. Mm-hmm. Homeless. Cannot get a job. McDonald's would not hire him. He could not get a job. He is homeless. Two master degrees. Well, I don't know how everyone would feel about this statement, but me personally, I would appreciate if we would all make a movement to get rid of the everybody in Congress. If you're in Congress over four years, your Congress stint should be the same exact amount of time of a presidency. Every time the president comes up for an election, you need to go you to the out. That's right. It need to be term limits with everybody in Washington. I don't care who you is, what district you from, what city, state you from. Two years, four years, you got to go. We give you four years because you got to make something happen. There you go, but G. They need to go. They need to go. They got to go. Right. 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 Just like how they stopped Franklin D. Roosevelt back in the day, mm-hmm. we need to stop some of these mugs right now because... They're not doing anything to try to improve the situation. Now, we do got some good ones in there. We do. But it's a small percentage out of those in there that are really meant for the job. The rest of them, they're just in there because their fathers was in there, and they're trying to keep the family name going and try to keep that money coming in to the family. So, well, even with that being the case of some good ones in there, hell, if they get four years, when they get out, they should be able to go back to their communities back to their hometowns and continue the go. good work that they did in Washington. There you go. Because you go. if you were that effective in Washington, imagine what you can do in your community. Exactly. Exactly. That is so true. That is so true. Now, um, I think I want to get into like the next question as far as okay. do people really understand racism versus classification. Uh, you about to say something, uh, yeah, we can do that. We we can we definitely okay. can do that. And if now, anybody want to get in get in on the conversation, the phone lines are open. The number to dial seven one eight five zero eight nine nine seven two. The number to dial is seven one eight five zero eight nine nine seven two. We are live on this Sunday on the uh, Talk Man uh, Talk Man. Boy, I'm I'm so thrown off right now. The Middleman's Talk Show. <laughs> so uh, if you'd like to converse with us, we are here. We are live, and uh, we would like to hear from you guys. Now, um, now as far as as far as the definition, let me, let, let me go ahead and get the definitions out there for those who okay. don't know the definition between the two. Now, racism and classism, they look almost the same, sound the same. Uh, pretty much the definitions are similar. 
but it's different things as far as when you break it down that makes them different. Now, as far as racism, this is a discriminatory or abusive behavior towards members of another race. Also, it can be the prejudice that members of one race have feeling that they are superior over others. Now, classism is prejudice against or in favor of people belonging to a particular social class. Now, how Kevin broke broke down early, earlier as far as with the, as far as with the uh, income rate, as far as the rich versus the poor, with the middle class and working class. That's pretty much how we are divided now. Mm-hmm. So with racism in there, that's a little bit more. Yeah. But 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 even with that, with throwing racism in there, Al, it when you throw racism in there, you have some poor. That could possibly mm-hmm. be uh, European Americans that will yeah, fight against their best interests because of the racism. There you go. Let me repeat that: they will fight against their best interests because of the racism. And that right there is not helping nobody out. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting the things you need in your community, guess what? Everybody suffers. Everybody, from your kids' school, from your your, your jobs your development of your area, all these things suffer because of perception of color. There you go. There you go. Now, see, um, with that being said, too, now, G, uh, with uh, racism being a factor that everybody has experienced, everybody has experienced, no matter what level you're on, as far as financially, the color of your skin, everybody has experienced it. Um, With Classism or classification throwing that in there, when you raise a child up in that particular segment, that makes them um, picking and choose as far as who their friends are, how they should act as a person, mm-hmm. um, you know, their their direction in life. And I explained this to uh, a middle school class when I did a uh, career day for them, and I and, and I broke it down to them. I said. If you always hang around a certain group of people all the time, your mind starts to think like what? That on that certain group of people. You know, right. you can be out on your best friend due to how they're dressed, due to some of the sports that you all don't, you know, play together, I guess. You know, you can be missing out on your best friend for life because of how you're thinking. That's I said true. that that's how you're going to grow up to, to, to thinking. You're not going to help those around you. You're not going to care about nobody else because you're trying to make sure that you're staying on the same page with the people around you so they won't disown you. You feel like you're not on the same boat. See, the thing you got to think about is, like I told them, when you leave here, you can't take anything with you. Nothing. All that money that you made, all those accomplishments that you made, like, what are you going to do with them when you leave? If you're, if you're not giving back or forming a legacy for yourself and for your family, you know, helping others get to the next level, I mean, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? Yeah. And, that's, and that's where, you know, that's where it hurts at as far as classes. It's hurting us like that. So a higher level. Well, you know, one thing with, with, um, one thing with class, uh, classism, man, it, it hurts more than what people really realize, man. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it, like you said, when people are put in a position where they are able to uh, sustain a lifestyle that other people can't, you know, it's the bigger-than-doubt complex. 
There you, you go. know, and, and once it, it's hard for somebody to look through their perspective and understand somebody else's price. A rich man really can't look at if he's been rich all his life, he can't look at a poor man and say, I understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what a lot of our politicians. If your family has been one, and there's nothing wrong, and I'm not downing you for for having that ability to be able to uh, grow up rich. Hey, that's fine. Kudos for you. But don't look at me because my family had average money or less than average money and gonna tell me what I need to be doing in my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I'm sitting up here scribing every day, I can't say I understand what a rich person goes through, and I, a rich person cannot understand what I'm going through. They can't. Not at all. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, I mean, and, and that's something that um, is taught from a child all the way up in college. Don't believe me. I mean, it's it's out there. Everybody, you can break down your friends that you had growing up playing in the playground and look at how your life just went to, like, separate ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, one gives off to the left, the other one gives off to the right. I mean, you just see, like, how, um, you know, everybody just starting to divide into their own path. Like, you got some that stuck around with each other, help each other out. But everybody has somebody that they know that when you were younger, you were really, really cool with. And when you got older, you don't even speak. So based off of personal perception, based off of if you were successful and they envy you, I mean, it could be broken down to the simplest forms of that. So, uh, yeah. Now, I like this last question that you have here for today. And um, this last question, man, is what can be done for the majority of poor and working class uh, to be finally heard by the government. The biggest thing that we can do is mobilize. This is point blank. We need to mobilize uh, no matter what color, no matter what uh, religious background, no matter what creed you come from. We need to get together and show these people that we're not playing. We're tired of what's going on in our country. And, yes, I said our country. Even though we do understand that there is still racism in this world and in, in, in our country itself, and there's still classism in our country. But we all in the same boat. When it goes down, guess what? You go down with me. That's right. You know, just like everybody looking at the whole credit downgrade. Okay? That affects everybody. As soon as that happens, it affected not just me. It affects the person that's next to me that don't know me. Mm-hmm. You know, indirectly, a lot of things affect our lives, and we got to realize if we don't come together, we don't put aside these petty differences and have all these politicians running around screaming and hollering at each other thinking that they proved something, bullying everybody, conversation bullies, what is that going to prove? Nothing. And then, for those that are out there that are trying to stir up race wars, be very careful of what you're asking for. Because the Civil War tore this country up and they only had guns with little metal balls. Think right. about what we got now. Right. Think right. about it. Most definitely. And also, you got to think about this too, people. Look at, we have other countries out there. Um, I've, I've, I've either read this or I've heard this somewhere, but as far as, you know, China, Japan, like, like those countries who are, like, right behind us as far as uh, power companies, or whatever, I mean, power countries, they're going to surpass us. They're going to surpass us as far as, you know, finances like the best, you know, country to live in, all of that. 
And it's all about monopolizing. People don't see that. People don't understand that. But that's what I'm not. I'm not going to say too much about this because I can get on to this. You know, this rant about. Um, I'm not even. I'm not even going to get into this because people will start calling me a communist and all this stuff. So, but um, you know, it's a lot to think about to break down. If you know your information, if you if you're fluent with history, if you're fluent with with theories, and you know um, all of that, you can break down everything, and it will be. I mean, it will open your eyes. I mean, really. I mean, it will really open your eyes to a lot of things. So, um, all I would say to this people, you know, uh, we're coming to the end of our segment. All I would say is, go and learn, read. Google, you know, find books, educate yourself on the government, you know, how the government was supposed to have been, you know, things in which they're changed. If you're not um, updated yourself on um, the Bill of Rights and, you know, our Constitution and, you know, um, all of those amendments, you know, you need to re-educate yourself on those things because a lot of those, you know, rights and privileges that we have, they have been amended. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things in the history books have, have been changed and will continue to change. Yep. Go and research your laws in the community as well. You know, go and research all of that. Make sure you talk to your politicians, you know, your localized politicians and everything. So we're going to go ahead and get to our last segment of the day, which is Talk of the Town with uh, Nick Eden. He is not here, but uh, he was glad enough to go ahead and um, do a pre-recording of this. Hope y'all enjoy this particular. Hey, one thing I want to say before we get into this, right quick, man. One book, Constitution, the Constitution for Dummies. There you go. I'm telling you, great book. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, this is uh, Talk of the Town with our man Nick Eden. Here we go. What's up, world? This is your man Nick Eden, and I'm here with the Talk of the Town. Fox News calls Obama's birthday party a hip hop barbecue. Man, sit your ass down. Fox News says some crazy things, but this one may take the cake. The title of a recent headline read, President Obama's Hip-Hop Barbecue Didn't Create Jobs. Published by Fox News Nation, the also conservative cousin of Fox News, the hip-hop headline referred to what other news outlets would call a fun, star-studded celebration for the President of the United States. From scrutinizing his menu options to how he danced, the article openly criticizes President Obama for enjoying his own birthright with guests spanning all industries, not just hip-hop. The president's birthday guests included Al Sharpton, Nancy Pelosi, Valerie Jarrett, Jay-Z, Chris Rock, Stevie Wonder, and former NBA Hall of Famer Charles Barkley. Kiss my entire ass. Cat Williams. Oh, nigga, please. Cat Williams got so belligerent towards the crowd at his own comedy show last night, the club had to kick him out and then called the cops when he tried to get back in. He shouldn't have been talking shit! Cat was scheduled to perform two shows at the Improv in Ontario, Canada last night, but according to our witnesses, Cat got tossed from the 8 p.m. show and the 9.30 p.m. show was canceled. Cat was scheduled to perform tonight as well, but has since been removed from the Improv's website. Get your shit! Get your shit! And get out! This is your man Nick Eden, and this is the Talk of the Town. Something wrong with that boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Oh, hey man, I'd like to thank everybody that did tune in. Shout out to um Shy yeah. Boogie from Why You Mad Son Radio, uh dancer, 
0924 And we do apologize everybody uh, we, wish, we wish we could have did a better job Promoting this one right here But it's all good And we do. We hope uh, you let everybody go back And uh, download this show And send it to a friend Send it to another friend And send it to another friend okay. And uh, uh, we see Nick man It's going damn Gene, you, you man. I'm coming off the top rope. I'm going to be a little bit late getting in the studio. Yeah, well. I'm going to throw him up under the bus, Al. Hard. I'm going to try to hit the front grill. Oh, man. Not up under the martyr, man. Man. (laughs) Straight hard. I'm talking about that doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. That's what you're going to hit. Road. Oh, man. Too funny. Too funny. Too funny, man. Going down. Yeah. Y'all tuning yeah. in Thursday for um talk of the town with Nikki. What's going down? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And thank everybody once again. We hit this outro, man. Let's go. All right. The middle men shouted, "Beat Chris shouted." Yeah. Now I ain't sure what you were tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? Don't take a listen time. Take a minute, shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world, you destined to earn some. Linda, yeah, comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand, stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man, cause he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in, go live, 6 p.m. Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening in the middle man? Hey, what's happening in the middle man? Hey, what's happening? Blogtalkradio.com, the middle man. You know what I really want to do. I know. You know what I want to do. I know, man. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. Yeah. I ain't going to do it because I'd be so wrong. Yeah. Man, shout out to Charlie Braxton. Man, y'all make sure y'all tune in this weekend and see what we got going on. Shout out to my man, Devontae Burks, for listening in half of the show. Appreciate you, brother. See you call in. I wish you would have had something to say. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, you know I know he was listening. Ah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is coming up Thursday, man. If Nick don't have a topic up, uh, we're going to be doing another spotlight. So, um... Tell a friend to tell a friend, man. We're going to have some spotlights either on some businesses, artists, upcoming people, whatever the case may be, this Thursday on the Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. If it's not Nick Eaton, it'll be the middleman. Still going to go down either way because we're going to have a great show. <laughs> Under the bus again. <laughs> Hard. Well, Al, any closing words? Bye. <laughs> you said bye. Bye. All right. That's cool. <laughs> well, we out, y'all. Enjoy your time. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.